Hi, I'm Mark Richardson, and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. Remodeling Mastery is a podcast series that's really designed to help you think about, reflect on your business, not just do your business. Some of the topics I talk about in these podcasts are very high-level, kind of reflective, and some are more tactical and strategic for you. This podcast series is supported by Professional Remodeler Magazine, as well as many of my alliances, including Engage and certainly others. Today, I want to talk about kind of a continuation of a theme that I've been talking about a lot this year, and it's focused on sales mastery, not just remodeling business mastery. As you think about, you know, what's happening over the course of the last year and a half or two years, we've seen a pretty dramatic shift in the tailwinds that we've had with lead flow and certainly with sales and clients moving into construction. And many are really struggling on that front. You know, I truly believe the clients are still out there, the projects are still out there, but we need to pivot and we need to adjust. One way to think about this is by asking yourself certain questions. I always encourage in some of the sales training I do with either individuals or companies, I focus on really three why questions. Why should the client do the project? Why should they do it now? And why should they do it with you? Now, those simple questions are especially important. However, you know, you can also look at it from the reverse side of the equation. And that is, why won't they or why should they not proceed? You know, because I think at the end of the day, it's really more about understanding the why nots and things that you can do about it. You may not be able to get in their head about why they should do something, but you certainly can say to yourself, why won't they do something? So I've created a list of 10 that you can actually create and jot down, almost like a little checklist. So if you're working with a client, whether it's in the preliminary kind of concept phase or right before you're going to get to the construction, you know, you really can use these top 10 as really either specific or kind of general checklist items to increase the likelihood that they're going to proceed to the next next level. You know, there's a term with technology companies, especially SaaS type companies, that is kind of new and especially important metric right now that I think relates to remodeling businesses as well. And that is, it's a metric that is called failure to launch. And as I heard this from one of my technology friends, I thought about it, the number of cancellations, the number of pause buttons that are being pushed by remodeling clients is really as high as it's been in the past. So therefore, you need to think about what about what am I doing to keep them from canceling, keep them from pausing in the process? The other thing, some of the insights I'm I'm gleaning, there's actually data that is saying that homeowners out there today are taking six months to decide what to do or not to do when it comes to home remodeling. Much, much longer than the past. So what happens in that six months is a lot of other things whirl around in terms of their lives and may, may influence things. So here's my list of 10 of why won't they sign? And I think if you can focus on the why won't they, you can do something about it or at least increase the uh, odds of it. 
So number one is other priorities in their lives. You know, the reality is that your competition today is not necessarily other remodelers. It's the client themselves. It's the other priorities in their lives. And with that, you know, we've seen, for example, a tremendous increase in terms of the level of travel for all the, all the obvious reasons with post-COVID level of travel. Matter of fact, I was talking to a friend of mine who recently came back from Europe and he said it was so crowded with Americans over then, there in Europe. It just kind of reinforced this notion of travel. You know, if you've been to the airports at busy times, it's kind of overwhelming. So you know that your clients are getting back into their uh, extensive travel and other priorities as well. You know, those other priorities uh, have a lot to do with, you know, other things in life, just enjoying life, just enjoying kind of their time away, certainly other priorities in terms of other major expenses. So one reason that they may not proceed is, quite frankly, because of the other, other priorities. And because of the extended time frames that are involved, those other priorities are going to come into play. I mean, imagine, for example, if they're in the middle of the winter, hunkered down, but the design and the remodeling process takes till, you know, spring and summer. There's a lot of things that happen in terms of priority changes just in the seasonality of things. Number two of why not or why won't they proceed is they have difficult time visualizing what it is that they're doing in terms of this remodeling. Now, we have forever used simple kind of tools in terms of elevations, floor plans, even little thumbnail sketches uh, in terms of trying to help them to visualize. But I think today, more than ever, we've got to really utilize the 3D modeling tools to really help them visualize. But we also have to reduce the amount of noise with all of those other vehicles, floor plans, detail plans that, quite frankly, they can't understand them anyway. So another reason for them not to proceed is that, quite frankly, they can't visualize something. And if they can't visualize something, they're going to push the pause button. And they push the pause button, then time is not on your side. Number three is a little bit more personal, but because of these extended time frames, things happen in terms of their own health. I cannot count the number of times as I'm coaching and working with someone, I'm finding out that a family member is ill or a particular person has a challenge or they have an operation they have to have and they need to focus on their health and not necessarily other things. So you can oftentimes flesh those kind of things out with a deeper relationship and asking them more questions about, you know, health-related things as it relates to them or their family and, and the potential impact on that. And then build more and more value in terms of, you know, how the, the project really needs to continue and proceed. You know, another thing, number four on my list, is they just fundamentally change their mind. You know, I'm talking to friends and family and I'm finding all the time, you know, people decided, you know, I really want to think about moving. I really want to think about buying a second home. I've changed their mind in terms of this being so important because I'm now I'm out of the summer season and therefore the outdoor living element is just not top of mind for me. 
So number four on my list was that fundamentally, I think clients are changing their mind. So you have to go overboard, making sure at least that this continues to be a priority. And what was a priority three, four, five months ago is is continuing to be a priority today. Number five is just fundamental ignorance. Now, your clients are not stupid. They are very smart people. However, they are ignorant about remodeling. They're ignorant about cost escalation. They're ignorant about delays in materials. They're ignorant about the amount of time that it takes from A to Z and get a project done. So the more that you're focused on, you know, vaporizing their ignorance about not only the remodeling process, but living through construction, uh, through the benefits of having the space done, uh, the more that you're focused on vaporizing their ignorance, the more likelihood that they will proceed. Uh, Number six on my list is fear, fear of making mistakes. Now more than ever, they're bombarded with so much with access to the internet on finishes, products, materials, design, all sorts of insights. And one of the reasons I think they tend to drag their feet or kick the can down the road a bit is they're fearful. They're fearful that they're spending a huge amount of money on remodeling today. And therefore, if you're spending that kind of money, you do not wanna make mistakes. You don't want to make mistakes in large part with the project, but certainly with the other relationships and the advice that you're getting from bombarded from so many different directions. So whatever you can do to eliminate some of those fears and make them feel comfortable, uh, certainly the better. Number seven on my list is cost escalation. When, you know, I can't count the number of times I ask teams or salespeople or certainly companies, you know, what percentage of the time do clients push the pause button or cancel uh, in large part because of budget or because of cost? And needless to say, it's probably at least two thirds of the time that that's the case. So I think becoming masterful at not only budgeting, masterful at being an investment advisor, guiding them through and keeping them from from pushing the pause button or not doing the project because of cost escalation, you know, keep in mind it's their budget, not necessarily your price. And when they start to think of it just as your price, then it's going to create, I think, more questions. But with cost escalation, you know and I know it's likely that things are going to cost more in the future, not less. So making sure at least you're communicating that and keeping those costs under control. You know, on an earlier podcast, I talked about the importance of selling down, not selling up. And it's in large part because of that uh, cost escalation kind of element. Uh, Number eight on my list was that there's not a sense of urgency. Now, senses of urgency need to be sometimes coming to them, advising them externally, not just the natural in their gut sense of urgency. As I've certainly talked about in the past, you know, you need to focus on the project's urgency. Could be seasonal issues, could be material issues, could be even team member issues. You need to focus on the sense of urgency 
for the client and their life and their family and their children, all of those things, the sense of urgency to get this going. And certainly not last but not least, but is the sense of urgency of working with you. You are something that there's a certain amount of scarcity with and they need to fully understand it, that that's in fact where the value is. So another reason that they wouldn't proceed is they don't have a sense of urgency and therefore you need to create and and construct a sense of urgency that will help to keep them from hitting the pause button. Number nine on my list, and not again in any particular order, is that they're not seeing that this is a good investment. They're not seeing the return on investment. You know, a lot of times you need to start to reframe that return on enjoyment or return on the energy that they're putting into it, not just the financial investment. And if they're not fully understanding the joy that they get from the client, from the project is probably making the return on investment a really smart thing to do with home remodeling. And they're looking at it more in terms of uh, other potential Uh, investments that they might make, whether it's in terms of traditional investments or even moving, then that's likely to have them push the pause button. And number 10, and certainly not, not the last on this list, because I think you need to create your own list as well, is that they don't see the value in working with you. They don't see the value in working with you. Now, that may be a little bit hurtful for some of you to imagine that, But having really world-class presentations that you can be showing the client, you know, what is the relationship of working with you versus working with uh, another remodeler versus working with someone that's going to allow them to do certain things themselves on projects. So if you're not building the value and building the value in terms of the technologies that you have in your business, the strategic alliances, the certifications, the award-winning projects that you've done, you've got to go overboard building those into your story and into your presentation. Uh, if, If you want them to see the value, yes, they've made a great decision and there's no reason to push the pause button on who to work with, not just what to do. So in closing, it's very important to look at these 10 as a checklist. And I think if you look at all your projects that you have in the pipeline, you can actually go down through and say, what do I need to do to keep these things from happening? Because if you can avoid the potholes, if you can focus on why they should do something, but at least come at it, between understanding why they might be thinking they should not do it, then you're going to be more successful. So I want to thank everybody for listening to this podcast. I look forward to speaking to you again soon.